0: All right, what's up, addicts? Welcome back. We are at uh, episode 62. Uh, tonight, it's just a twofer and a special guest. So We got we got Steve here, uh, MCN tonight, and we're joined by Mr. Phil. Howdy, howdy. And our, yeah. our special guest tonight is Mr. Uh, Adam Aniba from the uh, Burgundy and Gold Report. Adam, thank you for joining us, sir.
1: It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. And so, like, you know how we'd like to get started on our shows, episode 62. So, Phil, go ahead and give us a little... Uh,
2: history on uh, the number 62 for the Washington football team. Right, most it's, I'll tell you what, it's not the deepest number, but so we had to go back in the way back machine a little bit here. So we got Ray Schoenke, uh, Schoenke. Um, my German pronunciation isn't the best, but um, he was on the Washington Redskins roster from 1966 to 75 was a uh, starter at left guard on a lot of those George Allen teams. Um, He was on the Super Bowl uh, or the NFC Championship squad and went to Super Bowl Seven in 1972. He was selected for the 50th anniversary Greatest Redskins team in 1987. Um, Was picked in 2002 as one of the top 100 players in the history of Washington. And um, here's a notable thing. He's from um, Hawaii, actually. And uh, he was named because his mother is Polynesian. He's of Polynesian descent. He was actually named to the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame in 2015, which uh, honors, you know, the greatest football players and contributors from, you know, of Polynesian descent, which is interesting because there's been quite a number of uh, Polynesian players and, uh, you know, players who come from the Pacific Rim, Samoa, things like that. So uh, he was one of the early ones. And he was, you know, a solid stalwart starter for our team for, you know, for a decade. Uh, So... You know, that's, that's a name you don't hear very often anymore. Even when we reflect back on the teams of the 70s. But, you know, those are the guys that kind of helped make it, make it go. I mean, he was opening holes for Larry Brown. And he was, you know, blocking for Sonny and Billy. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, the number 62 was pretty
0: slim pickings for us. Uh, <laughs> not not going to lie. We that's, looked at lists. We were like, oh, man, not the me to choose from all right so without further ado let's let's kick off the episode <laughs> so so adam starting off you know let's get into a little bit of drama we haven't had a lot of red redskin slash washington football team drama in a while right dan snyder nfl approved him buying out the, the minority owners man what do you, what's what's your thoughts on that
1: honestly it happened quicker than i expected that you know we thought this whole report would come out you know or leak at least we'd hear more but You know, I I think the NFL is definitely trying to save face. I don't know what the details are, but, you know, if you believe, you know, follow the tea leaves a little bit, it sounds like there was a lot of crap going on, you know, with Snyder, you know, apparently it just came back to people under him. So whatever it is, like, I see it as a legacy for his family. So to me, if it's like fans, it's like, be careful what you wish for. You know, if you're like, you know, you want a Jeff Bezos or someone to come in. So for me, you know, if these if we're going to really believe that it was these FedEx guys, these partners that really pushed the name change, which I, I do believe that in connection with Hal or that started this, you know, it was all a money thing. But I, w- I won't go there. Um, but I think that it really all came to a head with these guys. So hopefully you know with that out you know they'll figure out this name thing because i'm honestly t- tired of hearing about it and then we can just move on and just be talking about football because i think we're slowly getting away from the drama as fans there'll always be a little bit but i think as long as this name thing is still going to linger i live in new york you know the whole washington football team i understand people like it i I don't know why um but it's 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 really kind of a joke around if you like meet up the fans and stuff like that like when are you guys gonna get a name and so you know just hopefully it's not something bad but it can't be Washington football team so Snyder I'm glad it's working out for him but um you know I don't know people like that tend to keep making mistakes so you know I'm just gonna ride it and just follow the football right now
0: yeah and there's a there's a school of thought that you know, they they gave him this power to buy out the minority owners, even waived, what, $450 million of debt before yeah. the report was even released. So, right. I mean, that tells me that either probably there's nothing in the report or right. or maybe, you know, Dwight shar and, and and the, uh, the FedEx CEO, I forget his name, Robert Smith, right? maybe they're just, you know, let us out of here. We don't have anything yes. else to say. Just let us go. And, and right. so that, I guess it, when this is all over, it's going to put Dan up there with a, a small crowd of NFL owners who have complete control of their team. And there's not there's not a whole lot out there for if, if, you know, that I'm tracking that have complete cool Jerry Jones, you know, right. Put him on a whole new level. And maybe when it comes time for the stadium negotiation, it might actually work out in his favor. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Values about to skyrocket, man. TV money, everything, you know, a yeah. full team, full outright right now, that's rare. So he's in a good position that if they, if they win, that that's just going to keep going that if they lose that that doesn't
0: help so and with the whole team name thing it's you know i think that the nominations for the suggestion to the team closes on april 5th you know they're trying to do the inclus- inclusivity and that not just includes you know the whole racial yeah. anthem, but they want the fans to be inclusive so and when right. you when when you do submit that, I, I didn't submit one, but I, I played with it. And they ask you for all your social media information, your cell phone number. So I guess whichever one they choose, they're gonna to try to give you some props. But I'm kind of with you. Washington football team is kind of growing on me personally. But at the end of the day, you got the media, and they're just like, right. "Oh yeah, the, the football team." Come on, they it's, won't let it
1: go. Just That's call it thing.
0: Washington. Yeah, don't call it football team. It's, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what to do. And it's not. I don't blame them. They're
1: just like, I, right. I don't to say well then you get pac 10 fans to say are oh, you talking about the huskies or not so believe it or not that that, that happens i talk to college scouts everyone all day and they're like well, call them out football or college football or nfl so that's the issue with me because i always say washington i try not to say wft so when i get there that's where i get into problems too so to me it's just an annoyance thing to be honest with you yeah at this point
0: <laughs> I, I think you know based on the the latest uh you know julie was on andy's you know dc tweet team yeah she's great week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she said, you know, that there's a chance we might have something sooner, you know, during the 2021 football team. she did football season. Now she did say we're going to be football team for this year, but there might be something sooner than later. So, so who knows? I'm with you at this point. It, you know, yeah. as long as the, the culture and then the team keeps operating at a professional level, which we're not used to, I think, I think we're all for it.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: So let's talk about the free agency recap. So we've been free agency. I believe the legal tampering period started on the fifteenth. Free agency actually started on the seventeenth of March, and here we are, you know, at the end of the month, two weeks later on April first. Um, so the big news, clearly, Ryan Fitzpatrick, FitzMagic, uh, at like ten million dollars one year, uh, right, with the Washington Football Team. What, what do you think about Fitz, man? How, how do you? What's your take on him as a quarterback?
1: Uh, you know, I, I wrote an article about him, but I just wrote another one about building offensive chemistry to gear up for the draft. And what I like about, I never even had him as a possible scenario. I thought at this point of his career, he'll return to Miami or just retire. but you know, money talks. And he pretty much came out and said, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't hate money. So, you know, you got to give the kid, you know, the man credit for being honest. I really thought a, a Tyrod Taylor would be probably a more likely guy. Cause if they were talking about true competition with Heineke, but, Uh, Fitzpatrick I like what he brings um, over the last two years I think fans need to really get out a lot of his career with the exception of the 2018 season with Fitzpatrick because that's when him and Humphrey connected a career year Humphrey had 863 five touchdowns 76 receptions it was a hell of a year not that he's going to get him back to that but the point here is this is what Fitzpatrick can do with moderate to decent weapons you're going to give him Terry McLaurin which in my opinion is going to be a top five receiver when all is said and done after the year then you have Samuel, and then you're going to the draft. So you have a lot of other pieces and other positions on the team. But right now, this is arguably Fitzpatrick's, probably one of his most loaded offensive he's gone to, and hands down the best defense. He's already said that. So I think he, he's working to uh, walk into a perfect situation. And, you know, I, I think that if he can stay healthy, it, it's his job to lose Heineke. Because I've heard the whole open competition thing. I think Ron is saying the right things. But in the end, you're not going to pay him $10 million to come here and say, you know, we'll have a competition see how it goes. I, I think, you know, Heinke will be waiting. Fitzpatrick, I could definitely see him missing, you know, a couple games or injury. And that'll be Heike's Heineke, chance. So, but I think in the end, it's Fitzpatrick's job to lose.
0: Yeah, Phil, how do you feel about all Fitzmagic there
2: under center as QB1? I'm with Adam. I never saw this as a possibility. Um, I... Anybody who was paying attention to me on you know the Facebook boards or on the podcast, I kept saying I, I feel like it's gonna be a Jacoby Brissett or yeah. if Jameis Winston comes available, it's gonna be Jameis Winston. When they when they were talking about how Carolina was looking to trade for Deshaun Watson, I said, boom, go get Teddy Bridgewater. I I kept saying, No, don't get Fitzpatrick. He's 38 going into 39. I'm you know, look. You know, I even made the joke, and I've said before on the podcast. If you wanted a thirty-eight-year-old dude with a beard and no playoff appearances, I'll come in and play for five million. But <laughs> I mean, at the same time, though, I did I did the same thing. I went back and I looked at what Fitzpatrick has done and who he's played for to have such a, 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 a mediocre record, to put it nicely. And then you look; it's like you know, his offenses are all you know, middle of the pack, with some having more weapons than others. But generally awful defenses. When he's had a good defense, he's been on winning teams. Right. And I'm saying good. We're a defense that's knocking on the door to elite. Not quite there, although William Jackson helps. and We'll get to him in a second. But we're knocking on that door of elite. We're becoming, and I think that Fitzpatrick is evidence that we are in a we-have-to-win-now mode. Right, because we don't want to waste this defense, and that was the thing that several of us have warned about going into this year. Don't waste this defense. We're going to have to spend money on them soon. Yeah, we got about like a two year
0: window max, I think, left after this year for the defense. And yo, know, Fitzpatrick, I, I right, I'm with you guys at a left field for me. I yeah. even Tyrod, but out at left field, but man, they only signed him for five or six billion. Like I, I'm with Phil. I was thinking Brissette. I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, I would have loved Jameis. I think Jameis would have been my number one choice. Um, and then after that, would have been Brissette. But, you know, we are where we are. We are in a win now. It doesn't fit the typical scheme of what we thought the Scott Turner offense was going to be. But, hey, he's here. And, you know, you said something, Adam. Ron Rivera is saying the right things about quarterback competition. But I am a firm believer that quarterback competitions don't produce franchise quarterbacks. When you, have, when you have quarterbacks that are about the same level, you don't right. have a franchise quarterback. You have a problem, right? right? The best right. T- the real franchises, they have a guy that's up here, and then they have just a dude who's a backup. Right. And hopefully we'll get there. I understand 2021 probably won't be there, but that's my personal opinion. I know others say different. I don't think quarterback con- uh, competitions produce franchise guys. You just produce the best guy for that one season. So, 100%.
1: We'll,
0: we'll see where you
2: are, where we are here shortly. And now... I will say, if I could just add to that, because I know that's been a topic conversation Rivera made that clear today when he said I think. Fitz is going in, into camp as a starter. It's mm-hmm. his job to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Fitz actually fits what Scott Turner wants to do. He just hadn't had the opportunity to do it until Taylor Heineke hit the field. He right. wants somebody who's mobile and, can, and will sling the ball down the field. We talk about Fitz's age. He's surprisingly mobile for a guy his age. Very. And as someone who's his age and has bum knees, I'm jealous. But, um, you know, so I think that the only thing is is that we got to stop running these damn read option fakes because (laughs) nobody on our roster last season was running read option and Ryan Fitzpatrick is not running read option. So let's just get all those plays out of the playbook now.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, you don't want to take snaps away from the guy who's going to be your starter at the – you know, just to say you're having a quarterback competition, those are precious snaps, especially with COVID. Who knows what, what OTAs and what, what it's going to look like here shortly. But so that's a good transition, Adam. You talked about an article you wrote on the burgundyandgoldreport.com about the wide receiver or chemistry. And I'm specifically right. referring to wide receiver. Chemistry. Wide receivers. Right. Great, ar- great article. I want to say Thank that you. first and foremost. Thank
1: you.
0: So, I mean, I know it was mostly focused around Terry and, and Curtis Samuel, but now with Adam Humphreys in the mix, how do, how do you see the wide receiver field looking for twenty twenty one? And let's just go across you know all the names. Where yeah. where are been fitting in? Right.
1: Okay. So you got Terry McLaurin. Okay, long term deal on the horizon. Um, Samuel, three years. That's it. Okay. Those are your main guys. Cam Sims just this year. Agg, prove it year. He's my guy. I've watched him for the past three years at liberty i love him but this is a make or break year if he doesn't produce at least 500 four to 500 yards and show some impact plays he's gone okay um um, sim steven sims he's out already uh right uh he's out already um unless he's looking at a position switch now um let's get into the other guys um i'm blanking on his name right now i'm actually um he just heard it. He heard his knee. He's the only oh, one. Kelvin
0: Harmon. Kelvin Harmon.
1: Kelvin Harmon. Okay. And I'm going to go similar to what Kime said. I see, Um, you know, let's think maybe a little outrageous, but Niles Paul. Okay. If this guy is that good of an athlete and he's impressed coaches, like we've heard through the grapevine, I don't think he can make this team as a wide receiver. So I think a, a, a tight end three, I think that that's something that they might consider with him if he's looking. And I simply say that because I like the way he blocks and I like the way he can do dig routes and short stuff to the sideline. Other than that, that's who we got. So people saying they're going into draft, they're good. They couldn't be more wrong. So I think you're just looking for a specific guy. You're, you're approaching it wrong. There's not an X, it's not a Z, it's not a slot. You're looking for versatile slots, speed, think Kansas City, think interchangeable guys that you can move all around. I'm watching Air Correale today. I'm seeing a lot of the hybrid stuff. I've talked to a lot of scout friends that I have, and what they're expecting is a lot more spread concepts. In this hybrid system, because with Fitzpatrick, like you said, they're going to want to sling it downfield. But if you look over the last 16 games, he's actually his short ball percentage has skyrocketed. And that's in Miami with lesser targets. He uses running back. And boy, does he like like his tight end. So I think you have Logan Thomas right now. You know, I'm looking at all the receivers, everything I mentioned in the article. But, you know, uh, a speed tight end. I like a guy Brevin Jordan. He's a flex guy. But for the receivers, you don't have to go early. You know, if we happen to get a guy, I know we'll talk about, you know, some draft slips that I I can see happening. But for the most part, these day three guys, I really like. You know, you have Shy Smith. One of my favorite guys in this draft is Jalen Darden. I can see available in the fourth round, North Texas. Um, Think Kadarius Toney. That's another guy. So you don't have to go with wide receiver early, but you have to address the position multiple times because who they have on the roster. Some fan favorites. I'm an Alabama fan. I like Cam Sims, too. You know, I hope they do good. But listen, this is the modern-day NFL. And a lot of these guys are starting to be dinosaurs. So AGG, he's a guy I have more faith in than Cam Sims. I think Cam Sims is more a product of, you know, being in the right place, right time. Um, But I think what they're building with Terry McLaurin, Samuels is just going to be used all over the place. He's going to be used in the backfield, running back, slot, all over the place. So you really have to go into this draft. If you happen to get one of those blue-chip slips to you, you have to consider it, but I don't think you need to touch that position until day three.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And I know AGG has a soft spot in my heart too. You know, our, one of our co-hosts, Ellie, he's not on here. He also runs the uh, Washington football team, Declassified podcast. He, he had a, a, a interview with AGG's, you know, coaches, 15 minutes. And, yeah. and I did some research too. The man is just so athletically gifted is it, oh, yeah. it, it would just be a, such a bummer if it if it didn't work out. You know? It would be a
1: surprise if he would. If he to me, I project him at worst a wide receiver four. It's a red zone. T- you know, like we said, the way this defense can play, we're gonna have a lot of short field. So he's the kind of guy you're gonna throw that twenty five yard toss up in the end zone. So like I said, I'd be surprised if he doesn't do something. You know, but. <laughs>
0: We'll yep. see. and and with with Fitz slinging the ball downfield, you know, last year I don't I don't think that we saw Scott Turner's offense run properly by nope. any quarterback except for maybe Taylor Heineke at the last game, and that was right. kind of street ball too. That was
1: backyard stuff, right?
0: Absolutely. So I don't think any of the quarterbacks properly ran his offense. So I'm excited to see what it actually entails. Cause we've seen the air Core, We've seen the North North Turner offense, but I believe this will be like a spin. Like you said, like a hybrid. It's, it's
1: all project. The thing is we can project unless you've got somebody in the inside. Like I said, I've right. talked to scouts, evaluate that know the type of players that they're looking into the draft. And you know, guys, it's just, we're all projecting. That's the thing. I went to scouting and academy, ironically enough, Humphrey is one of my first assignments uh, when he was with Fitzpatrick. So I know, I really know Fitzpatrick in and ins and out. So the fact that we have him now, like I said, I'm surprised, but I know this guy so well and I've seen what he can do. And I'm telling you guys, he's a perfect fit for this offense as a bridge quarterback and anything more than that, that's what, you know, you need to get past, but this is not going to be the draft where Washington moves up, gives an RG three type trade. Cause it's going to take a lot more. Than that RG three did to move from nineteen to the top five. So fans need to just take a breath. It's gonna be Fitzpatrick, Heineke, maybe a late round guy, but it's more likely they gave a fifth round up for Allen last year. So why wouldn't he be QB three, QB two? So
0: right, and and it's just kind of a bummer, but it, it is where it is what it is. You know, it's it's where we are, and I think we're gonna finish kind of in the exact same spot, give or take a couple games. And we're probably going to be picking around the same spot. It's just, it's not our fault. The NFC East was so, you know, shitty last year. Like it wasn't our fault right. that everyone finished so bad. And the seven and nine was the victor. It, I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Right. Um.
2: All right. So, so William Jackson. I got a question for Adam. Yeah, yeah go ahead. About wide receivers. All right. So uh, Washington signed DeAndre Carter today. Yeah. Wide receiver kick returner. Does this put the nail in the coffin on Steven Sims?
1: Um, I think he already had the nail in the coffin. I think his replacement will come in the draft. I think the guy we signed today, he's just a camp body. You know, they need to get that. They need to get a returner. You know, we'll talk about, you know, towards the end, I just wrote about another guy um, who can come in and do all of the above and, you know, you can get him in the fifth, sixth round. So I don't think that someone like him is going to come in, lock up a spot like that. If he's, I, I watched the tape on him and honestly, I'm, I'm not impressed. I don't see the instincts as a returner that are going to be like, boom, he's going to come in. I think he can be serviceable, but I'd be disappointed if that's the best they can do coming out of the offseason.
0: Fair enough. And so, Adam, real quick, let's talk about the other big free agent signing opposite of Kendall Fuller. We got William Jackson.
1: Yeah. How, how
0: do you like him?
1: Oh, man, I, I really like him. Uh, he's a pressed guy. So I think people were thrown off a little bit like, Hey, I thought, you know, we did a lot of, you know, zone coverage, bail stuff. And, you know, and to a point we do, but I think you have to understand, this is Jack Del Rio's defense. So just go back. He, he's very versatile. He'll run the three, four run the four, three, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. What he likes to do is if he has the right personnel, he's going to use them in press and he's going to let them bail. So I think right now with him, Fuller and Moreland, that's three big building pieces you have. I think, it's an interesting situation with the safeties right now with Colin saying, he's definitely not going to move to linebacker. You're going to, what are you going to put? Everyone thinks it's easy. Oh yeah. Move curl to free safety. It, it's not that easy. You're talking about moving a guy that was a dominant in his position just to appease the guy that's making more money. I, I, I don't see it's going to happen. I think you'll see three uh, more, uh, you know, Cobra sets, which is that three safety sets and that's where fuller will come in. And so guys like the or Everett, they'll, you know, they're, they're veterans. So he'll have a good chance, but after him, I don't think Reeves and Apke have a good chance to make this roster, so I think you go into the draft. That's another place you're going to upgrade. But man, to have Jackson able to lock up whoever you know whoever's top wide, I think for once we hope what normal was going to be. I think you you have a guy that's going to travel, so don't be surprised if that's what happens on game day against elite wide receivers. Now you have that guy that can travel. What does that mean? That means the defense can pin their ears back and just attack. I'm really excited because at the end of that season, I hate to say it, the Ryan Kerrigan fans out there in the last couple of games, I just thought I like, you know, you know, a lot of other guys even on our roster that can get to the quarterback more than Ryan Kerrigan. So I'm not, I can't say I'm disappointed that he's not back because I think you're going to be able to mix up packages. Like you said, we have about a two-year window, and I think that with what they have, they can really do some damage this year. So, you know, I- I'm excited because he allows them to pin their ear back and just do a lot more, you know, <laughs> you know, jailbreak blitzes because that's what I was hoping to see from JDR. I just didn't see it as much as I was hoping.
0: Right. And and the thing here, so I did a little, you know, when this William jacks thing first started, and right, he was I want to say he was like nine, nine, nineteen, maybe top fifteen on, on PFF rankings. And when you look at the Cincinnati defense, he did that. They had seventeen sacks the entire season. Right. 17 sacks. We had 47. Like that's perspective, right? You know, and I guarantee a lot of our sacks were probably coverage sacks, not all of them, but the pressure it puts on a defensive back when your front seven is doing nothing.
1: You're in coverage for two, three seconds, four seconds. Imagine what they was doing. People are talking about the interception the lack of interceptions you right. can't do that when you gotta look at his system
0: yeah right and so so that, that's 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 context right that's the type of stuff that you know we have right. to do people like you do and you know that's that's the good insight that, that i think we have and and another thing is is you know i, I would love to see them put multiple safeties on the field at once so so yeah. Land, landon, yeah. landon cam and i you know even before he got injured the Shazer was bodying people yeah. I like him. But Jeremy Reeves was also a top five PFF finisher in his position. Yeah. So you said yeah. he might not make the team. Like that's 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 crazy. It's it's a great problem to have, but you're right. It's just we're just becoming stacked at this position. And Troy Afty, getting I don't, I don't think anyone getting. cares about Troyaki. He's fast, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he can go. Um okay, so so let's let's now talk about um the draft. So yeah. there's there's been a lot of movement, there's people have been making some moves the top 10s you got the eagles you got the 49ers you got miami so a lot of hustling and bustling what you might have thought was last week is a little bit different this week right we're still at 19 so given given what the movement we've seen with some of these positions and and you know san francisco moving up to number 3 assuming we pick at 19 and and you know a lot of the pundits will call them you know the watch football team Logan Campbell she puts out this mock madness thing i don't know if you've seen it every once right. in a while it's just who the pundits are picking and it ranges everything from, we did this on an episode like maybe five five episodes ago Phil where we just we literally spreadsheeted all these pundits mm-hmm. out and where they where they picked and it's it's right. been shifting over time but we've seen everything from you know Darasa you know Kadarius Tony Devontae Smith uh Derisaw Tevin Jenkins uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromara, uh, Zavin Collins Jalen Waddell Mac Jones so Parsons it, it goes it goes everywhere so Adam who do you like for us if we stay put at 19
1: Okay, so the quarterback movement, the twelve, with the trade movement, because no, you know, the let's face it, nobody moved up in any of the trades to not get a quarterback. So, in my opinion, know I'm in New York again. I've been watching the Jets for a while. Zach Wilson's a guy I'm huge on. He's going to the Jets, but now the question is San Francisco. If you're going to believe the smoke screens of Mac Jones or even um, Fields, you know, go ahead, but it's Lance. It, it, it Lance fits perfectly. And what the Shanahan does, they talked about Mac Jones could come in and start right away. Lance would probably have to sit. I think whoever comes in, if Garoppolo somehow makes it, which I don't see him making it, we're talking about a couple games. Think the RG3 offense, similar, hybrid, more a lot more zone scheme and what they'll do. So to me, that's where Lance is going to go. So after that, you know, you have Mac Jones and Fields. In whatever order, I think you're going to have see Denver trade up. I think you're going to see another dark horse trade up. So five quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10 picks, okay? So what that's doing, it's creating a free fall of talent. You'll mention Mika Parsons, but I love him. A lot of Washington fans kind of hope maybe some of those hazing rumors could drop him. But I think after that pro day, was it 4-3-8? He's, he's, he's not slipping, guys. Washington you know?
0: fans, we have got to continue the trend on Twitter. Let's let's <laughs> blow those rumors up. Let's get it. <laughs> you yeah.
1: know, that, that's what we're hoping. So basically, in the end, you know, I have people that read me and, and follow me. They know. So uh, before I go to the my favorite guy, I'll start with the offense. There is a. The situation right now with the quarterbacks like we said could create a free fall okay so we know jamar chase is going to go number one you know people say how do you know we, we know okay yeah. but the question is everyone's talking about the, the alabama guys who's going to go first you know think last year with the situation with rugs judy and lamb this is a kind of similar situation but i do see jalen waddle going ahead of him so in the end i'm talking about Devonte smith uh being uh, having a free fall Jace, there's some knocks, you know, about his durability as far as his size. Everyone said, well, you know, he came to Alabama, I think it was 152. And they Saban said, well, he was 170-something and he's great now. Well, that's not against NFL competition. And I know there's a lot of scouts out there, a lot of guys I talk to. They are not looking at him as an early first rounder. They said if he was available in the back of the first round, they would jump on him. So you're talking about somebody, he could slip. So what that creates is opportunities to trade back. Um, you, the other receiver that I like is uh, Bateman, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Um, he blew it up. Um, he's really going to be a, a great option if they can get that. But my, my thought with him is that that's 19. I feel that you're taking now the fourth or fifth receiver. I think you have to think about BPA and you have to have to think in need. And we'll get to my guy, Zayvon Collins, guys. Okay, I, I, I've heard Jeremiah and I've heard other people. They keep putting him outside linebacker. Guys, I just got, you know, before we said, I said, you know what? If I'm going to bring up the comp, I'm going to watch more tape. So I watched Erlacher tape, okay? He's not as vicious in the run game, but just go look at him the last two years at Tulsa. Five interceptions, this guy was dominant. You put him in coverage, 6'5", 260, okay? He's gonna play more of the round uh, the 245, in my opinion, because I think he's gonna come in to be a Mike linebacker. Everyone wants to say that you know, keep him in the outside, a three-four outside linebacker, you're wasting the kids' talent. He ran a four-five-two unofficially. Uh, tomorrow's tomorrow pro day. So Tulsa's pro day, he's the only one in town to watch. So he's my favorite guy in this whole draft. I see him as, you know, like my guy George Carmi said, a poor man's Brian Erlacher. It's a really good comp. Um but my other guy that I like, you know, we've been talking about the safeties um, is Richie Grant um, from UCF. Um, a lot of people talk about Trevon Moore, uh from TCU, which I really like him as well. But if we're talking about a ball hawk that could really change Washington's defense, other than a Mike linebacker, this is my next one down, is Richie Grant. 6 um, 1 and change, 227, three interceptions last year, a sack, five passes defended. Two forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries. The kid's a ball hawk. Um, two interceptions at uh, the Senior Bowl. These are uh, three, four guys that I think that will really be a, really realistically be available at 19. And then if we trade back, you know, we have another guy, uh, Mizzou's uh, Nick Bolton, uh, Mike linebacker, another guy I really like. There's been knocks about him being undersized. That that's nonsense. The kid the kid is legit. 19 might be a little rich if they trade back in the 20s. That's actually the best-case scenario for me. If, if Collins is not available, you could trade back, and you could probably get a guy like Richie Grant Morgan, and, you know, more talent, get that extra second, third-round pick. So, in a nutshell, those are just right now. I, I'm sure I'll change my – in a couple of weeks, I'll add to the list, but it's still going to always start and end with Zayvon Collins for me.
2: Well, if Dev was here, he'd tell you to never take another second-round pick. Um, <laughs> given our yeah. – Oh, I see the issue.
1: Um, <laughs> Those guys are out, though. Those guys are out.
2: Let me let me ask you though. Um, you know, do you think someone like Darisaw is going to fall to 19? Do you think he's going to get snatched up beforehand? Because you know, yeah. we still do need a bookend tackle for oh,
1: Marcus Moses. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's why I'm not really talking about tackles because then we're going to be talking about you know Slater from Northwestern, the third or fourth ranked offensive tackles. Because I see you know the Oregon kid going. You know, I see Darasol and then that. So they're going to be left with a third or fourth. Like I said, BPA and value. So if you're getting to that 19th pick, I kind of feel like yes, later, you know, even to get Tucker out of um, USC, but that guy's more inside and people are talking about, you know, with Brandon, not looking long-term fine, but, you know, you want to talk about a guy, I'm a small school evaluator, you know, David Moore Grambling, you know, that's an interior lineman, dominated the senior bowl was a dog. That's a guy you can get in the fourth, fifth round. So. People just don't need to panic if they're not there. You don't, you know, just don't reach. That's what I'm, this is a whole new scouting department. You know, Al, You know, a lot of these guys are gone now. So I'm a little nervous because I like their back-end picks. That's what that's what this last scouting department did, is actually made some really good um, back-end picks. So we'll see what's going to happen. But um, I think if they, you know, follow their board, they're going to get the best PA in the first two or three picks. And I think if they continue to do that, you know, we're talking about repeating next year, I think Fitzpatrick, good draft picks with the ability to start like camp curl and all the guys we got, you know, I, I, see no reason they can win nine, ten games. Hey, Alex, we'll be right back after this quick ad from anchor. So Adam, let's, I want to plug your, your, your website
0: real quick, you know, bird okay. and and you, you did, you do these things that, you know, we call them the draft prospect cards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic content. You know, thank
1: you,
0: thank you. J- Jalen Darden, Jarrett Patterson, Lane Hatcher, David Moore, Zaven Collins, Nick Bolton, Marquez Stevenson, Brevin Jordan, Rendell Moore, Kadarius Tony, Kyle Pitts, Richie Grant, Shai Smith, and you got some more coming. You know, I won't spoil it. Um, fun, yeah. fa- fantastic content. Thank you. So I I really like Nick Bolton, what you said. Of all the ones that you talked about, I I like Nick Bolton, but I don't like him at 19, just like yeah. you said. Um, right. Maybe a little too rich is probably the, the perfect way to describe it. But right. And, and initially, before we signed Curtis Samuel, before we you know, made all these moves, they had us going wide receiver at, at 19. And I don't I don't know if I if I see that at 19 anymore, just given the given the maneuvers. And, and right now we know the defense is here and the offense is down here. We need to somehow make that balance up. Think money though.
1: You gotta also factor money into it because you know you're talking about right now there is a lot of money dedicated defense, but that's gonna change in around about two years, you're gonna see it kind of shift more. It always does. If you I'm not a big cap analytics guy but I I talked to guys on that's what they're telling me so the reason they didn't go for a Corey Davis and everyone said Galladay I don't think Galladay was ever a true target for them I think they were kind of kicking the tires and honestly I think they upped the price a little bit for New York when they did so basic point here is I think with Terry going to be one of the top paid guys you have Samuel modest price next year it's going to even look better I don't see them going first-round receiver, at least early on. You do get that fifth-year option, but that's a lot more money you're going to have locked into three receivers for, you know, three years with, with all three of them. So it just, to me, I don't see them doing it. I see early second round, you know, you're talking about a guy, you know, you know our kid, Rondale Moore um, from Purdue. I don't think – I think after that pro day, he blew people away, but he's got durability concerns. And I think if somehow – he makes it to 51 and you haven't taken any win there. Let's say, let's just say you get a, a, a trade back a little bit. You get Nick Bolton, you know, he's sitting there, you get him, Brevin Jordan's a couple picks later. So at that point, you've got your middle, your Mike linebacker, your tight end, and another burner receiver. Your draft is pretty much a plus right there. So I just think it's really hard for them to mess it up if they just pull one of these crazy dumb moves. I think that this is the the only way they can blow this is if they just totally reach on someone. And I don't. I think I've looked at Rivera's track record and what he's done. He hasn't tended to do that. He's done that with receivers. I've seen him with the big guys. He's but he's got that right now in A. G. G. and Kempston. So I don't see him blowing it that way. So I, I think that they're going to do the right thing when it comes down to it. I'm a draft guy, so to me, more picks the better if they can make that happen.
2: Right. That would be that would be huge. Um, in, glad to hear someone else is on the the Brevin Jordan train besides me. 'Cause that's 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 somebody every time I do one of these little mock drafts online, that's somebody I'm I'm trying to target. You know, it was like a third round tight end. I mean, you know, luckily he's kind of flying under a lot of radars, which is nice. So
1: I hope I, I, I've heard a lot of other people are being quiet, but, you know, I was in South Florida for seven years. You mentioned Jacoby Brissett. He was at Dwyer High School. I yeah. started evaluating around that time. So I always keep my eye to the Florida prospects because they play all year round. So you can always check them out early, like digging in the high school. That's how you can kind of get an early, you know, idea. Um, but he is somebody that, yeah, they're saying it's going to go to third round. I'm telling you, he's not going to make it to the third round. Cause that would mean you're not going to after pits, you're not going to have another tight end all the way there. Pat Fremont, PS uh, from Penn State, they're talking about him and Brevin Jordan being in that range. He had packs, he had surgery on his shoulder, and he's good. But so now he's going to go before Brevin Jordan. So it's going to be first round, second round, third round. I don't see it. So I think Brevin Jordan will be in that middle, second to late third round. But again, it's, it's all projection. Anything could happen, man. But these Miami guys, they always, you know, they always produce some of these guys. But the kid, he's from Las Vegas, man. If you haven't read the I, I fell in love with him the second I watched his film.
0: Oh, it- yeah. I have a, a secret conspiracy theory that okay, San Francisco is going to stay with Jimmy Garoppolo this year, and they're going to take Kyle Pitts at three. I'm probably the only person in the world who thinks that <laughs> after
1: signing K- after Kittle too. Wow, yeah. Hey,
0: you know what? The dual tight end threat is something that we've seen only with Gronk and Hernandez, and no one has ever repeated it. I don't know how many times I screamed at the the screen saying. Put Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed on the field at the same time to Jake. We never saw it. We never it's saw a, it. A
1: copycat league. It's coming. You're going to, you're going to see, at, mark my words, take this snippet in the next, in the, and by week 10, you're going to see at least four or five teams running with like two tight end sets, not just blocking. I'm talking about two guys running, running out right. routes. This is a copycat league. You saw everyone emulating Kansas city. So now you're going to, the two tight end I've been saying that forever. You, Logan Thomas, people, People keep saying, no, we have him. No, you, if, if you have him, that means you need to get another one or two guys. And Pitts has been my dream scenario. But as soon as we, everyone saw that, we knew that he was out of the pitcher top five after that. Pro yeah, he's
0: just such a phenomenal. He's just a specimen, you know. And, and you can't cover it because, if especially, they can block a little bit. And what linebacker, right. you can't bring a linebacker in because you're too slow. You bring a safety in, okay, we are going to take you over the top. It, it's just a great problem to have. And, right. and we clearly, it's not, we're not going to be in the running, but. So do you see us picking a quarterback in 2021 out of any of these, you know, within one through seven, do you see us getting a quarterback at all?
1: This is my thing about it. Like I said, you know, you have the three that we mentioned, and then you have a guy, Stephen Montez again, do you want to talk about more conspiracies? I'm going to see, I'm going to follow the Teeley's how this goes, but I might have an article coming up. They're talking about think Taysom Hill. You could see some packages like that at some point in the season, But I don't think that they're going to elevate him just to do that. I think it would have to be a situation where they could activate, let's say one of the quarterbacks went down. I think that's when you could see him, maybe the third one if they decide to. Um, But other than that, I just don't see the value. Because you talk about Mond, you talk about Newman. These are guys that are supposed to be, you know, mid to late day three guys. And people are starting to push them up into, you know, Mond after him in the second, third round. And I respect people that see that. I'm just not seeing that on tape. So to me after, you know, even, you know, uh, Jones, Trask, these, to me, these guys aren't first round quarterbacks, but you know, we'll see Mac Jones go first round and Trask. You'll see him go to new England. That's my prediction for him. He'll go in the, he'll go to new England somewhere in the second, third round range, but it, it there's not enough supply for the demand and this happens every couple of years, we just see too many quarterbacks selected, but it's a good thing because what it does is again, blue chip prospects slip to your team. So, to me, I just don't see Washington doing it because you start to get into the sixth, seventh, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh range. You're going to get a get develop on the practice squad. That that's a wasted pick. I think you're going to do it. You know, get a guy undrafted and do it that way. So I think once in the end, unless they accumulated a bunch of picks and it's a luxury, I don't see it happen in this draft. I think it's Fitzpatrick's the bridge till next year.
0: But before we move on to the to the, to the next subject, I mean, if you want to get a guy optimally like like mm-hmm. Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson you jump in right. at the end of the first right because that fifth year option is huge when it comes to quarterbacks right. and, and if you find a guy
1: right if,
0: is there anyone who potentially fits in that category that might be around and is worth the value to jump back in let's say give away our seconds because we, we we don't care about second round picks apparently in Washington uh, right. to jump back into the first I, I I don't see anyone worth the value if they're sitting there at 28 through 32 minus provisional picks. Uh, I, I don't see anyone worth jumping back in the, in the first round for, cause they're going to be gone
1: already. Yeah. Like watch someone do it for Monno. Like I say, yeah. we, we keep bringing them up, bringing them up. And I think people are just looking at the pro day. They're looking at just the different things. And I think somebody will make that right. You know, just to move up from probably a couple picks in the second round to get them at the end of the first, like you said, to buy that's like literally buying a fifth year option, which if he flops, he flops, you know, in the end, to probably trade up from the early second to that part you're talking they probably have to give away a third and a fifth maybe right so that's an investment I'm, i think so we're gonna see i think six six to seven quarterbacks go in the first round and you know we we're talking about four possibly but there's just so much you know there's so much need for it right now and i think teams are really reaching because they're desperate right now free agency really didn't produce anybody you know to speak of it all and you know, it, it's if you don't have a quarterback, you, you you know, you don't have much of a chance these days. You know, the Baltimore Ravens and those teams are few and far between. And I think Washington can get to that point, but not with that Trent Dilfer kind of quarterback. I don't think that can happen these days.
0: Right. And, and and you know, that's what pro days do. Right. They they raise yeah. the value of all this draft. Topic. Always. Mond's a four year starter. But, you know, you look at his first three years, he struggled. It took him four he's years sloppy. to figure it out. Yeah. Mechanics are a little off, but sloppy. he's got potential. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
1: He's a pride. He's a pride. Like I said, there's projects. There's guys, Newman. I like Newman better personally. If you ask me, you know, when he went from wake forest, we didn't see him go to Georgia. Cause the opt out, but you want to talk about upside. I mentioned, I wrote about him in the whole uh, pre-senior bowl, him and about four of the prospects. And I just see him as a guy. If you're going to do a fifth round, six round flyer, go ahead. I just, I don't see where he would go because if you're going to put him on the practice squad, I think somebody takes him. And then you're going to keep four guys in the active roster that's the problem here it's not just about who we're going to get it's they're not going to keep four guys and fitzpatrick heinke and allen or locks so what do you do that's what it is you have to be a realistic fan and you have to look at the depth and who's worth it so yeah this is just not the year and again i would tell fans this defense is going to be that good the offensive upgrades are going to be good enough to they can make a run i truly believe this nfc east I think Washington has made better upgrades than every single team in this division. And I think Dallas, everyone talks about that. They are in the downswing. Unless they tot- unless they hit every best offensive line in this draft and go back to what they did, I see them going backwards. I think their line is bad. I think their defense is not good right now. So I think this is Washington's division to take again.
2: Tell that to the people in Vegas. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they were right. They were right for a lot of years. It's just, it, you know, you have to admit, if it, it feels different. You know, having somebody that commands, you know, with a coach-centric team, a lot of people put a knock on it, but it does work in situations. And I think Ron Rivera, he was the right guy for the right time. He comes into the situation. He cleans up what he needs to. And honestly, is he going to take this team to the Super Bowl? I'm not sure, but he did it in Carolina. So I have no reason to doubt him unless he shows me otherwise.
2: Absolutely. Let me uh, pivot a little bit. Um, you know, we've re-signed some of our, our free agents or some of the guys we had out there in free agency um, as well. Do you see – a couple, couple questions based off of that. Do you see anybody else that you think we're going to be bringing back that's that's still floating out there? I um, know we brought back Lamar Miller. Uh, I mean, do you think he's going to contribute? That's another one I'd like to know. Do you think he's going to contribute as an RB2?
1: Well, you know another Miami guy. You know, I love him. I just I don't I don't think he's the same anymore. I think they definitely saw something in him, um, more than they saw of Bryce Love. That's the sad story here, guys. Bryce Love was one of my favorite guys coming out. Heisman runner-up, dynamic. One injury, and everyone say, well, okay, it's one injury." But man, sometimes those you know those ACLs they don't heal heal right. He had another surgery apparently. I think he's done. Uh, Ruben Foster, similar situation. Two guys are done. Um, Lamar Miller will get a chance. Um, in the end. I'm going to say it again. I hope not just because what that would mean is they didn't do enough upgrades. And I think this draft, you know, I'm going to be talking about it in the next couple of weeks, but they are going to get a running back because Gibson, I love, but let's not forget who Gibson is, man. Gibson is just like McKissick. They were, you know, OG receivers. And now they're really getting into, you know, that running back mold. And I think Gibson can be good, but if you want to get the best out of him, you're not running him 25 times a game. You're running him 10 times or so, and you're targeting him you know, five to ten times a game. So I think that there's guys in this draft that can, you know, Carter from UNC, you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to be available that second, third-round range that they could definitely come in and start right away. So they're not done in, you know, a lot of positions.
2: All right. And is there anybody else that you uh, foresee Uh as – as a must bring as somebody we must bring back that's still floating. Sorry, in.
1: that um, Boston. Yeah, uh, the the same Ron Rivera's old safety in Carolina. That's the name that keeps being brought up. Um, but everything I keep hearing is they're just gonna wait till the draft goes by to see how they do it. But I think if he doesn't end up signing with someone before, I think he's holding out to play in Washington too because I think he knows he has the best opportunity to get on the field anywhere else. He's you know a, you know a utility guy, special teams. Maybe he comes in for spot duty. So I think they'll hold out and at the end. I think we'll get great value. We'll sign him to probably, you know, a two, 3 million incentive laden deal. And they'll get him just to come in the rotation. If you're talking about Boston as, you know, your third or fourth safety on the roster, man, they could be in really good position. But right now that's really the only guy I'm seeing. But as we know, uh, the second waiver free agency hits after the draft, guys get released. Uh, Nate, you know, we saw what happened to Sean Jackson years ago. You just never know. So right now, I like Boston, but, you know, there's not really out there other than him. You know, Villa, Villa, Villa Veneva, excuse me, the tackle from from Pittsburgh, I like him too. Um, these guys are all holding out for bigger money, but they need to get some more offensive line help, and I just don't think they want to spend the money with that.
2: Definitely agree, although it's just so unique to hear the word somebody's holding out to play for Washington. We haven't had that. <laughs>
1: It, that that
2: vibe in a while it's unusual yeah it, it is it, it's it's you th- think wow really us oh yeah wow. feels so special <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah that was my biggest question now you, do you think there's anybody internally that we that's that's out there that you think that you know we should be looking at as we gotta bring this guy back you know was, you. Was, yeah, we're not, we don't have any starters out there obviously right like a Kerrigan or somebody, that, do you see any role on them on this roster going forward?
1: Well, they keep yeah. You know, I keep hearing Kerrigan, I keep hearing that you know, if he's not good, you know, if anything, exactly, he'll sign that one year deal. And you know, um, I'm surprised to be honest with you, I'm surprised there hasn't been another team that have really just came in and offered him, you know, that five six million dollar range for a one year deal. Um, so the fact that he's available, um, I it all depends how him and Ron really how how good were they how how much did they really click because this would be a total Snyder move in my opinion to bring him back and on a one-year deal but if it's on like a really cheap deal I could see it happening but other than that anybody else who who's walked in that I, I don't see I think that they've got everyone um back who wasn't on the roster who was on the roster last year
0: okay so Adam I think we're gonna get ready to shut this thing down um once again, we want to thank you for, for, for taking time out of your day to to join us. And um, you know, Pleasure. we would be remiss if if we didn't give today's shout out to Sean sure. Taylor 21 for those watching right. on YouTube tonight. You rest know, rest in April peace. April first, rest in peace. This is his birthday. Um, so yeah, just such a tragic loss. And who knows how good he could have been for us. And it was it's just just sad. Every every day every time April first comes around, it's no longer April Fool's Day. It's Sean Taylor's birthday. So um Truly a legend for, for our team and, and his legacy lives on. And before we close out, I, I do want to get your fan story, Adam. So, so how did you become a fan of the Washington Redskins slash Washington football team? What, what is your story of how you became a fan of the team?
1: I, you know, and, and I've, I've regurgitated this story a lot, but you know, um, it, it, my, I, my father and, you know, God rest his soul, um, lost him about, uh, about a month ago now, um, He was actually a professional soccer player. Uh, He grew up in Tunisia um, and he played internationally for the 1960 Olympics teams. And he actually uh, was brought in by Georgetown. Um, But the ironic thing about that is my dad barely taught me anything about soccer. Um, From the minute I can remember anything, it was about, you know, he became an American citizen. It was just about uh, Washington, Washington Redskins. That's all it was about. Um, He raised me on it um, and it, 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 if you want to talk about a, a storied ending, um when my dad passed, um uh, Rick Doc Walker, who's a guy that you know, over the years he's mentored me. I've had some interviews with him, reached out to me and um, you know, had some great advice. And he actually came on our show on um, the Football Garbage Time Podcast, and we did um an honorary episode um for my father. And so yeah, my father, um, he's the reason after Zach and Iba, um that I got into uh watching football. And you know, I can remember, you know, the Super Bowl with Denver. That that's that's the memory, and uh, you know I'll never forget it. But yeah, my dad—he's the reason I'm am a big wild Washington fan.
0: That's awesome. Forty-two to ten—that that Super Bowl is a big memory in all of our lives. Yes, sir. Your dad sounds like he was a is a fantastic man and a fantastic soccer player um and and my condolences you know our condolences for for his loss and um we we thank you for joining us adam this has been a a great experience for us to sit down and talk football with you i know we've been trying to link up for a long time you've been in the facebook group the redskins slash watch football addicts for a long time you know sharing your content with us and we we always appreciate it um so so let's just tell everyone where can we find you on, on 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 social media
1: Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, I've been in the group for a while, but, um, you know, in January, you know, we really took it to another level. I have a small team of, you know, people that are helping me, but, you know, we launched a.com in January. Um, so, you know, sponsors listening to you, we're we're looking for you. Um, but like I said, you know, in a nutshell, uh, the burgundy and gold report.com, uh, it's a site made for Washington fans. We produce Washington articles, um, Everything from Washington.com, the latest articles, we bring it over. You don't have to leave. Um, and like we talked about our prospect cards, that is the main thing of what we're doing. We took the idea of you know, the football, basketball cards, baseball cards, your kid, laid them all out, turned them over, look at the stats. So what we've done is we've created a virtual experience, you know, to go on our prospect section, one touch the card, you get your full evaluation, you get your YouTube pilot, you get your fit in Washington. So even if you're not a Washington fan, my cards will, you know, make you, you know, you'll stand out like an expert in front of your friends, because like I said, I started with the small school level, Um, which is really branching out with COVID happening. It was really hard for the small school level to, you know, meet with these guys like I did last year. Kyle Duggar was a guy I met with last year and, you know, he went to the Patriots 35th. So, you know, we were really proud of that, but yeah, the burgundyandgoldreport.com. Follow me at uh, Twitter, the BNG report
0: fantastic um yeah i can't plug those cards enough those things are those things are amazing absolutely when, when i don't but I don't yeah, know much word. about some of these some of these prospects. that's the first place I went to. Uh, I was interested in Nick Bolton and I just happened to run into a, a Twitter post with you on Nick Bolton and I was like, my gosh, this is everything I need to know in one spot about Nick Bolton. And it was just a, a fantastic one-stop shop for for all that stuff and I you know it, it's fantastic content. Keep doing what you're doing. We love it. We're huge fans. And um, I know uh, our our boy Parker over at Washington Brawl
1: just, yeah. just recently yeah.
0: announced that. Uh, you and and Mr. Rio are going to be co-hosts on the Washington Brawl. So that should be fun and exciting.
1: Yeah. Like I said, we do, I, I do, um, with, with, with Haikun, we do football garbage time. Uh, was off this week, but usually we do Monday at 7 30 PM live on Twitter, but then we're also on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, but yeah, um, I've known Parker for a little bit and just started getting to Rio and, you know, we decided to get together, you know, f- you know, I do some consulting for the Burgundy zone. I was on them last night and, you know, we decided, you know, let's just do this. Let's do this for a little bit. And it's a cool experience. And, you know, let's see how it goes to me. You know, I'm a free agent. I always will be, you know, and, um, We'll we'll see how everything goes. But to me, the bottom line is just bringing the content and, you know, getting guys like us together that aren't um, threatened because, you know, believe it or not, there's a lot of guys in the podcast game, especially with writers that that are threatened by others. But to me, I don't understand because, you know, before I got into all this as a fan, I want to read something and keep going. I don't want to read or watch one thing or listen to one thing and I'm done. So to me, the more the better content out there, the more the better, as long as you're unique. You guys, I I, I like what you do, man. I I hope we definitely chop it up again in the future, man.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Um, we need to get Adam yeah. We get on a future barbershop. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's right for sure. See, yeah. See, yeah. see what happens when we
2: get a little liquor in and, you and, and, and take the format <laughs> oh out. I'll,
1: I'll definitely. I, I got the cabinet downstairs. That's that's a, that's a deal. We'll definitely do that, guys, for sure
2: sounds good brother well
0: well thank you again adam and um we we really can't wait to talk to you again maybe maybe after the draft we'll have to get together and see where we stand and and see if all all of the predictions and all of of the writings and and how close you know people were actually were with 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 what the team actually did so right right um, hope you and you and your family stay safe and we hope to talk to you you. soon
1: ldc guys take it easy
0: hey peace peace